0: I could.
1: was awesome, guys. Wow. That's really good, huh? And I think, that, I think that the words of that song are just off the charts powerful as well. Would you agree? And, you know, later on at the end of this message, we're, we're going to have an opportunity to join together in unity and worship together with this song. So if you're a guest here with us, you're sitting in one of three different venues that we have, and uh, we're going to be worshiping with our North Platte campus, saying a big hello to them, as well as with our Kearney campus, and we're going to take this song and we're just going to let it soak into our life, and we're going to use these words just to lift up a proclamation to God, uh, proclaiming how powerful and wonderful and incredible that He is, that He is God with us, while we posture our heart before God in humility, you know, just saying that nothing God can do stand between us and you. So it's just a wonderful day. Uh, This teaching series uh, playlist has really been designed to build a passionate worship inside of your heart for more of God. I hope that it does that. But I know this, you have to let it do it. So some of us, we kind of get into a bad habit with church, right? The church is scheduled and it's on your calendar. Awesome. Praise God for that. Okay? If you don't have that already scheduled on your calendar, I would just encourage you, pull out your smartphone right now and just set an appointment, have it reoccur every single week, right? So that it just goes off. And if you're on vacation still, it still reminds you go online and watch it, right? So some people are on vacation right now, I'm saying a big hello to you. I don't know where we're watching you know, I don't know where we're worshiping together on the beach in Miami or on a mountaintop in Alaska, I have no idea but we love you. So There's people all over the place that are worshiping God. So set that reminder. I can just bring you back to that. Because you should be a person of passionate worship to God, whether you're here or you're out there, right? But this teaching series is really focused on the corporate gathering as well. So it's not just stirring passionate worship inside of you here. It's also stirring passionate worship inside of these venues as we gather together on a sunday morning that new life church would be a church of inspirational worship worship that inspires people to seek jesus worship that encourages people to know jesus worship where people are literally drawn into the presence of god worship where people meet face to face with jesus himself in spirit i mean that's what we're going for We're going for that type of attitude and atmosphere and that kind of environment. And it starts here and it affects everything around us. In God's word, it really encourages us to be passionate worshipers of him. Like, God's word multiple different places and multiple different times highlights that we are not supposed to keep this relationship with Jesus just stuffed up in a box in here and just think about it every once in a while here. That it's, it's really supposed to be something that controls everything in our life and that we are to be people that passionately worship God take a look at this scripture uh, in psalms psalms 84 it says how lovely is your dwelling place O lord of heaven's armies i long yes i faint with longing to enter the courts of the lord with my whole being that means body and soul i will shout joyfully to the living god with my whole being that means that means everything that you're made up of That means your whole being, starting with your body. So, you know, with our bodies, we're supposed to come in here. Praise God. You did that. All right. Check. Uh, With our bodies, lifting up our voice and singing praises to God. You just had an opportunity to do that. I didn't walk around and check everybody. All right. Because that's not my job. Okay. And you don't want me to do that anyways. Um, You can probably hear me saying if you're here in our West venue. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just boisterous and loud sometimes. I apologize. But I'm excited about God, right? So with our mouths, we can open up our mouth, we can sing to God, we can shout, Jesus! There's times when we need to put our hands together and just clap for God, right? And that's not at the end of a song every time. Sometimes that's in the middle of the song, right? Sometimes that's just a statement that just gets your heart and you're just, I I can't do anything else but just go, man, you are awesome, God. Right? Sometimes that means we've got to literally kneel down in his presence. That's why we even have these altars up here. It just makes it easier to kneel down. Well, let's just be truthful. It makes it easier to get back up. All right? It's one thing to kneel down. It's a whole other thing to get back up, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, all right. So with our bodies, right, we come. We can raise our hands to God as well. But it also said our whole being, it meant our soul as well. So it's not just hype, but it, all, it comes back to hope. The soul gets stirred with our emotions of hope towards Christ. That would be worshiping him passionately. You know, our thoughts, they get stirred with a passion for Jesus, and we let our thoughts reflect on the, on the person of Christ himself. Passionate worship, though, also means that if our whole being, our soul, is going to be engaged, our will has to be engaged. That, that, our will is different than routine, people, routine is the fact that you're here today will is what are you going to do now that you're here all right so those are two different things so your calendar went off and you're here that's good and I all we already talked about that but now what's your will going to do is your will going to engage and take one step deeper with God today or are you going to walk in and walk out on the very same plane see that's not God's plan for you that's routine routine is i walk in at one, at one stage i walk out the same Right When our will gets engaged and we're passionately seeking God, we walk in here, we walk out here. Because we we took steps of growing with God and allowing God to have his will and his way with us. And if you come to God with a passionate pursuit in your heart towards him with your whole being, guess what? The Bible says you find him. Take a look at what Jeremiah 29, 13 says. Some of you already know. But it says, you will seek me, this is God, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart, your whole being. That's what we're going to do today. That's what this whole series is about. So today we're, we're going to be looking at the song, God With Us, and we're going to discover how this song is built so, so deeply and so profoundly on the principles that are found in God's Word. That this song that we're singing literally has its foundation in the bible that when you're singing these principles you are singing the truths that god wrote about himself in his own word so that you and me would be reminded god is with us and god is for us and so today let's start with the chorus it says this god with us god for us nothing can come against no one can stand between us now that's good news just by itself But let's unpack it just for a minute, okay? I've talked to you before about being committed to the mission, not the method, because methods change. And we've talked about this before, but just to highlight, methods are maybe the style of worship, and the style of worship changes, but the mission is who we're worshiping. Like, we will never abandon the fact that we're worshiping Jesus. But we will give up the methods, and we will change from season to season and time to time. That's what we do. Even God does that. God, God changes the method of how we connect with him. God with us, he's changed it throughout the history of the Bible. And guess what? It's getting ready to change again in the near future when you and me are with him in heaven. Just follow this. Here's the method, methodology of God that changes God with us. God starts in the Bible at the very beginning in Genesis, God with Adam and Eve. How is God interacting with Adam and Eve? he's literally with them face-to-face walking in the garden. After that period is over, that's not what God's doing with man anymore. In fact, the next significant moment that you see God interacting with man is God giving Moses the instructions to build a thing called the tent of meeting. And when Moses and Joshua and the other leaders, they go into this tent of meeting, God shows up in a powerful way. And God is manifesting himself while he's meeting with Moses in a fiery bush. He's leading the people of Israel um, through a cloud uh, by day and a fire in the cloud by night. God is manifesting his presence in very massive, incredible ways. But he, he meets with Moses and with the leaders in the tent of meeting. But even that has a period of time. That method comes to an end as God gives the instructions to build the temple. And Solomon, a king in the Old Testament, he builds the temple and they have the ark and they move the ark into the temple and the power of God shows up in the Holy of Holies, this temple now where everybody comes. It's no longer a tent that keeps moving everywhere. It's a solid foundation. It's a building. It is a place. It is a temple where you come and you worship God. But even that method had a time period to it because Jesus then came and he walked among us, God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus, modeling the very presence of God, showing us, teaching us who God the Father is. He he dies on a cross, right? he rises again from the grave, he ascends into heaven, and that period comes to an end. And then God says, I'm sending my Holy Spirit to do what? Live within you. That is the method and the period in which you and me live today. We live in the most amazing, most incredible period of this method of God with us that man has ever experienced on the face of the earth to date. God with us, God living in us, the Holy Spirit living within us. And church, I'm just saying this, that if we really grasped. The power of this relationship of God within us, not some temple that we have to go to, not some tent of meeting that it was over at this place last month and then now it's over in this region, you know, the next year. Uh, It's God with us, inside of us. And if we really grasp that, I'm telling you, it would radically transform our lives. God with us all the time. I mean, how would it change the way you live if you could just keep that thought in the forefront of your mind? God with us. All the time, 100% of the time. How would it change you? This is just think about it for a minute. Have you ever had a house guest? Ever had someone stay in your house? Okay, no one? Okay, good. You guys are not very friendly people. Of course you've had a house guest, right? Of course, just being funny. Um, Many of us, if not all of us, have had, had, had house guests. Some of us have had house guests that have stayed too long, and then that's when we said we're never going to have a house guest again, right? But you've had a house guest. Now let let me just ask one simple question: Did you change the way you behave when you had a house guest? Do I have to get like very specific with you? Like you know, you didn't run naked from your bedroom, (laughs) some other place, and then back again. You see what I'm saying? You didn't just wrap a towel around you and just walk into the kitchen and dig in the refrigerator. You're you're tracking with me now, right? Everyone's on the same page. I had to go there to get you there. Come on, people. Of course you behave differently. You even, as a married couple, if you're married here, you even talked differently to each other. You had that look like, meet me in the bed right now and you went behind closed doors and you had the most quiet argument you've ever had before. I can't believe you said that. You guys remember those moments? Come on, man. Of course you of course you behaved differently. Now, what if what if I got a chance to hang out with you for 2 or 3 days straight? Like 100% of the time, it was you and it was me. Would you behave differently? Of course you would. So would I. So would I. So would I. Now, God's with us 100% of the time. Now, some of you are thinking right now, yikes, that's a bad thing. God's with me 100% of the time? (laughs) It means means that God was with me yesterday? Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. God with us 100% of the time is actually a very good thing. Because in this time period in which we live, where this method of God with us is the Holy Spirit living in us, God uses the Holy Spirit to do a critical thing in our life. He uses the Holy Spirit to convict us, not to condemn us. Now, you've felt the Holy Spirit's conviction. Because the enemy, he he uses condemnation. And the big difference is this, that if the cross is right here, conviction brings me to the cross. That's what God's trying to do. When my sin is separating me from God, nothing can stand between us. God's going, conviction, the Holy Spirit, come back to me, come back to me condemnation is going you're a failure you've blown it you're never going to get that sin out of your life why are you even thinking about going to church after what you did this weekend condemnation is pushing you away from the cross it's even lying to you about the power of the cross God with us and it's saying God doesn't even want to be with you today because your life is all jacked up and condemnation keeps pushing you away. It's a very, very good thing that God's with us 100% of the time because you and me, we need the conviction of the Holy Spirit to keep bringing us back into right relationship with God. Amen? Amen? And so because God is with us, church, nothing can come against us and nothing can stand between us and God. That's what Romans 8 reminds us of. Take a look at these scriptures in Romans 8. It says in verse 35, and I'm going to jump and read verse 37 and 38. You, you got the whole thing if you're using you, you version, though. So you got verse 36 in there as well. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? That's a question. Then he goes on and he says this. Doesn't mean that he, being God, he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity. Because a lot of us, we think that. Or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. And then he goes and he says this. No, despite all these things, Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am confident that, read those last words with me. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing. And he says it with confidence. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So since nothing can separate you from God, which is a great thing, church. Since nothing can separate you from God, God is with you even in your struggle over sin. Do you know that when you're struggling with your sin, God's not sitting on the sidelines waiting for you to get it cleaned up to come back to him? Did you realize that God's right there with you if you'll let him, and he will help you fight? He will help you battle? Did you realize that God wants you to overcome that sin, but he doesn't want you to do it on your own strength and then come to him and prove your love to him, but that he wants you to humbly admit, God, I need you. If nothing can separate me from you, I need you to help me overcome my sin. That means that when you fail and when you fall down on your face before God, you you don't have to stay down. You can get right back up and keep running after God. And that's why we sing in this song that you are matchless in grace and mercy. These song lyrics, you are matchless in grace and mercy, they speak to the very core of God's heart. So church, if you're struggling to overcome some sin today, Don't keep it from God. Bring it to God and ask him to help you to fight with you to overcome it. Get on his team. Seek the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Follow his leading. Walk with him. He's got you by the hand, and he wants to help you overcome it. The worst thing you could do is let go of God's hand and try to tackle it on your own. It will take you down every time. So since nothing can separate us from God, you need to know this, that God's with you even in your spiritual desert. Some of you, you might feel like you're walking through a spiritual desert right now. That's why in this song, God with us, we sing words like this. There is nowhere that we can hide from your love. And if you're walking in a dry spiritual place, and you think that you have like, just completely walked away from God, you need to know there's nowhere that you can hide that's from his love. In fact, we're reminded of that in Psalms 139, verse 7. When it says that I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. And that wasn't just true for the psalmist. That's true for you and me to this very day. So know that today. That should be a hope for you. When we get to that point of the song, if you're walking through a desert, I want you to lift your voice up even louder when you sing. And say, there is nowhere that I can hide from your love, God. Just proclaim it. To speak those powerful words and remind yourself, there's nowhere I can hide from your love. Since nothing can separate us from God's God's love, then you also need to know that God is with you even in your sickness. And that's why we can sing in this song that you're the healer of the sick and the broken. Isn't that a good word? Isn't it good, church, that God is the healer of the sick and the broken? And at New Life Church, here's what we believe we believe that God still heals today. So if you're here today and you're in need of a touch from God, when we get to that part of the song, I just want you to offer up your sickness to the Lord. And you proclaim with a boldness in your heart and with confidence, since nothing can separate us from the love of God, you are the healer of the sick and the broken Lord. And remember, remember what God instructs us to do concerning healing in James chapter five. He says, are any of you sick? then you should call on the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. That's good news. Guess what? We actually believe that. We believe it so much we actually practice it. We probably don't practice it enough. You know why? Because it tells you to call for the elders of the church see some of you guys man some of you guys are a little different you get kind of upset when you get sick and you go to the hospital and then no one comes and visits you but you never call anybody that's not right (laughs) it's not right if you're sick and you want to seek god for healing i encourage you to do something at new life church call our office and let people know i'm sick and I would love for the leadership of this church to come and pray over me and do exactly what that scripture says. And we have sent leaders out to anoint people with oil and to pray with them. And God's done some great things. Now, not everybody gets healed. God's got a purpose and a plan, right? Healing eventually comes. They either get better or they get healed in heaven. But one way or the other, we all get healed. But call upon the leadership call upon the elders of the church, follow what God says. So don't just sing, you're the healer of the sick and the broken. You might need to take some additional steps. So just seek God on that. All right, are you with me? All right, I love you. you got that? Okay, good. Since nothing can separate you from God, here's some more, right? Because it doesn't end there. God is with you in your time of loss and in your time of pain. And I know that, man, Just knowing this church body the way I do, I know that some of you have recently gone through some amazing times of loss. I've heard some stories about even some people at our North Platte campus, and it's like every time the phone rang for a period of time, there was one loss after another, after another, after another. I know that some of you, you're going through times of loss right now, whether it's with your parents or it's with your children. And I'm not even talking about in death, I'm just talking about in relationship or, you know, a number of things. But you need to know this, that that's why we can sing things like this, that even while we go through our time of loss, nothing can separate us from God. So we sing words like, you are comfort for every heart in loss. That's what this word, that's what this song sings. You're comfort, God, for every heart in loss. So today, if you're going through loss of any kind, you need to know this. God has mercy God has comfort for those who are going through loss. It matters to the heart of God. Listen to what 2 Corinthians has to say about God's heart concerning loss and his comfort for those. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. But then it goes on. He comforts us in all of our troubles, all of our losses, so that we can do what? What? We can comfort others. When they are troubled, that means the others, when others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given to us. So here's the deal. When when you have received comfort from God, it uniquely qualifies you to share that comfort with others. You know, I know people in this church that have gone through divorce. They've gone through that pain. God's comforted them through that. They're uniquely qualified to offer comfort for those that are struggling through a divorce situation right now. But you might have to call on the elders of the church and confess that you're in a really dark place before you're ever gonna get connected with with that comfort that God can offer you. That might be something you gotta do. You might have to search out people inside of this church that have gone through the loss of a parent. Because if you're battling with that loss, God showed comfort to others. And they can uniquely be qualified to show you and help you understand that comfort that God can offer you. There's so many things that in a large church, some of you say, well, it's a large church. I don't think I want to go to a large church. I'm just telling you this. You know what the benefit of a large church is? How many struggles and how many moments of pain people have gone through? How much comfort this church has experienced? How much this, this church has in comfort to share with you? We are uniquely gifted to be able to do that with one another. But that means we have to kind of dive in a little deeper. Like if you you go to school and you get trained in an area of of specialty, you move from a person having to receive it to a person that has the ability to be part of the solution or to give it. Such as a doctor. Like a doctor wants you to go to a doctor, you know, to help them understand what's going on inside of me. (laughs) But now they are the doctor helping others an auto mechanic. you used to have to take his car to another mechanic's shop and get his car fixed. But now as a mechanic, he doesn't just fix his car, but he helps fix other cars, right? And in the same way, God comforts us, and he expects us to share that comfort with others as well, to be people that share it. Don't just experience it, but people that actually give it away. So because God is with us and God is for us, then we can sing the bridge of this song with great confidence. Here's what the bridge of this song says. It says, Where there was death, you brought life, Lord. And where there was fear, you brought courage. And when I was afraid, you were with me, and you lifted me up. That's good, right? This part of the song, it's screaming the powerful truth of our God. You know what the powerful truth is? Nothing is impossible with God. But there is a problem to that in our society. Here's the problem. We tend to see God through the lens of how our fathers treated us. We tend to see God through the lens of the male authority figures that have shaped our life. And I'm just telling you right now, that's that's a heavy weight on, on on the males walking around. And we've brought some serious harm and we've, we've caused some problems for some people to be able to see God. Some of it is in, is in the epidemic of our society right now where we have so many absent absolute, and, and fathers that are distant from their children. We have so many fathers that have, you know, from divorce and broken homes have been separated from their children. We have so many fathers that are just deadbeat dads that have just walked away. We have so many fathers in relationship, right? In the home, in a marriage with children living in the home but fathers are taking back seat in their parenting. Even in our TVs. Have you, have you noticed on TV how many shows there are that depict fathers as like one of two things? They're either you know overbearing, abusive fathers are there apathetic fathers that are totally disengaged emotionally altogether? And it's like there's an attack on fatherhood because if you're gonna attack fatherhood, you attack the very image of how people see God. And it becomes this barrier, this thing that they have to overcome to really see God. Have you heard the joke about the two boys that are on the playground, they're elementary age? And these two boys are on the playground and they do the classic thing. Like they say words like this like, My dad can beat up your dad. You guys remember that when you were kids? Like, my dad's so tough, he could beat up your dad. You know what what kids say to each other now? They go, big deal, so can my mom. (laughs) And that's funny, but unfortunately, it's becoming more and more true, more and more true. So let me tell you, let me read for you the very truth of our God on how powerful and almighty Our God, our Father, our Heavenly Father really is. Take a look at what Ephesians 3 has to say. It says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's our powerful Father. He knows more than you and me are ever going to know. And he can accomplish more in your life than you and me could even ever dream of. There's a word that's never in God's vocabulary, and that's the word impossible. In Ephesians 3.20, it's telling us that our all-powerful, mighty God can work incredible miracles through you, and he he can accomplish things that you think are impossible today. But that Ephesians 3.20 verse, it's a great promise, but it's a great promise that has a condition to it. Here's the condition. To the degree that you allow God to work in you, is the, is the degree that God can work for you and he can work through you. If you hold back on God, then you're literally tying the hands of God of what God can do for you and what God can do through you. So if you are spiritually dying today, follow me on this. If you're spiritually dying today, we can sing because of the all-powerful mighty God and what he can do in you And what he can do through you, we can sing, where there was death, you brought life, Lord. It might seem impossible for you today. It literally, it might feel impossible. Like, God, how could you ever bring me from the spiritually dying condition that I'm in back to life again? You, You might be here today, and you might be 40, 50, 60 years old, remembering back to your teen years or your 20s when you were passionately on fire for God, wondering, can I ever get back there? And I'm telling you this, if you think it's impossible, God already knows the plan of how to get you back to that kind of passionate state, right? But God can do those things. So when we get to that song, you sing, where there was death, you brought life, Lord. Because of scriptures like Romans 8, 2, we can proclaim those things. That for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. That's what God does. God has the ability to set you free from that spiritually dying state and to bring you back to life. Only God has that power and ability. Because of the fact that Ephesians 3:20 drives home the point that nothing is impossible with God. If you're facing fear of any kind and for any reason today, then we can sing words like this in this song when it says this that where there was fear, you brought courage. And when I was afraid, you were with me. A quality of God, church, is that He always finishes what He starts. Just reflect with me for a minute if you know anything about the Israelites coming out of Egypt in the Old Testament. And they were walking through the desert for 40 years. At the end of the 40 years, it's time to enter the promised land that God had proclaimed to them as a promise. He had started it, He was going to finish it. They had to make a leadership change from Moses to Joshua. Did you realize that when they made the leadership change from Moses to Joshua, God still kept his part of the plan and he followed through? In fact, he spoke this into the heart of Moses and Moses said these words to the Israelites at that critical junction. Moses said, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, he will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. And church, I'm telling you today, What God started in your life, God wants to finish. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to be discouraged. If that's where you're at today, run back to God. Because if you're struggling with fear and you need courage, it's time to ask God. Because where there was fear, God brought courage. And when I was afraid, we can say that you were with me. This song, it repeats These words over and over again when it says that for eternity we get to sing of all that you've done lord i'm going to pray when i get done praying it's going to be your opportunity to to stand with me and to worship together as we proclaim this song god with us i want you to do something with me today i want you to worship god passionately god desires passionate worship he desires for us just to give it all to him So let's proclaim his unmatched qualities today. God is with us. And if he's with us, nothing can stand between us. And there's so many powerful principles in this song. Grab hold of one of the lines, whatever line it is you need, and proclaim it boldly today. Because church, God is with us. And for eternity, we get a chance to sing of all he's done, and we're gonna start it right now. Why don't you stand with me, and let's pray. Lord. We come to you in Jesus' name. We are so grateful and so thankful for all that you have done. Lord, we recognize that you are with us. And if you're with us, who can be against us? That, Lord, your presence with us, it radically changes everything. It transforms everything, Lord. Lord. It takes us from a hopeless state and it turns it into a hopeful place. It takes us from a place of being afraid and it puts us in into your presence. It takes us from a place of, of you know, being discouraged and, and you put us in a place of being encouraged. It takes us from a place of being sick into a place of wholeness. It takes us from a place where sin is corrupting us and, and keeping us from your presence and it brings us right into your presence. Lord, you are with us. You are with us right now at New Life Church, all of our venues and in all of our venues with one unified vo- voice today, Lord, we want you to hear from this church, from New Life Church. We want you to hear that we sing these words not just out of habit, but we sing them out of a, pro- uh, out of a proclamation, proclaiming the power of these words to be true. We believe that you are with us. And since you are with us, nothing can come against us. In Jesus' name. Amen.